the bell is wrong. Welcome to another edition of In Ring Reality. I, of course, am your host, Razman's Reality. And today, during our Raw recap episode, we take a look at Triple H and Ronda Rousey breaking the fourth wall, the shield reuniting, and just the continuation of the unnecessarily uneven booking by WWE Creative that makes you wonder, am I supposed to be a fan of what I'm seeing or not? So the show begins with Roman Reigns coming out and asking Seth Rollins to join him in the ring. He tells Seth there's something he has the ability to give him that he wants. Seth thinks that obviously it's going to be a shot at the Universal Championship that Reigns never lost. Seth says he understands what it's like to have to give up a title without being pinned or made to submit for it. So Seth said, let's talk about this and see what we can come up with. And Roman's like, no man, you're wrong. What I'm talking about here is I'm talking about getting the band back together, meaning the shield. Seth wants nothing to do with it, says after what Ambrose did on the night that he did it, meaning the night that you announced your leukemia diagnosis. He didn't say that, but that's what the crowd is supposed to remember here, that there's no way I'm doing it. And Roman's like, that's exactly why we need to do it, man. Everything I've been through, I realize that there's nothing that's guaranteed. No tomorrow is guaranteed in life. And what matters in life are the people around you that matters the most. And so Seth finally gives in and says, if that's what you want, if that's what you need, then for you, my brother, I'm in. And Roman says, Philly, we've got our two, we need our third. Let's get Dean Ambrose out of here right now. Ambrose comes out, but before he can answer, is blasted from behind with a guitar by Elias. So is the shield going to reunite or not. Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Bear Corbin defeat Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, and Kurt Angle. Yet another example of why are these three a team in the first place? This doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm just so tired of these three being a team. Of course, we did get a narrative answer for it later on in the night, but I just don't want to see a team of generic heels Throw them together for no reason. Not that Drew McIntyre is generic. He's far from it. But the way that he's been booked, he is becoming generic. Just through no fault of his own. Finn Balor becomes a casualty of I'm another face body because there's no intercontinental championship plans for Passlane. And poor Kurt Angle, they can't decide if they want him to retire or not. Or if they want him to look strong or weak. And sadly, this narrative will continue again as next we see poor Ruby Riot, who instead of being positioned as a main event heel on Raw the way she should be, is thrown in a nothing match against Natalia and defeats her in very short order. The entire Riot squad, but Ruby especially, is just so conditioned by the crowd to not matter now that the crowd was virtually dead during this match, and Ruby Riot deserves so much better than this. Then we get what was my first headline grabber comment at the beginning of the show of the evening. Triple H cuts a promo 
on Batista regarding Batista's return last week, and he talks to Dave Batista, the man, not Batista, the character, as Paul Levesque, not Triple H. Talking about how he was here last week for Richard Fleer, the man behind the nature boy Ric Flair, because he's been there for his friend Richard Fleer through all of his ups and downs, except for most of his weddings. He can't make all of his weddings. It's a big commitment. A little bit of the humor there to try and defuse a tense situation. But he talked about how Richard Fleer is lucky to be alive, even for his 70th birthday, because as we all know, last year Ric Flair unfortunately was in a coma and nearly passed away. So I really like the real life elements of this, but by Triple H saying what you've done, Dave Batista has crossed the line, and what we're about to have happen between us is real, it's not a character, it sort of diminishes the major character story arc that we saw take its next step in the main event scene of Raw, and the one that WWE and the crowd are most invested in right now. So by admitting that this is a part of the script and everything else is, kind of makes it hard to be into the script later on. That wasn't, of course, the case for me, and I'm sure many, many others out there listening, but it still could be the case if they're not careful with this situation. Nonetheless, it was a great emotional promo moment. Next up, we get a backstage segment where Heavy Machinery is interviewed, and Otis Dojovich, or Otis as he's just known now apparently, has a moment where he breaks his character as well and just talks as a real man and talks about how his feelings were hurt because everybody's been making fun of him. And Heavy Machinery talks about what happens when you make fun of Heavy Machinery. So this was a good moment and could have been a really good build to really humanize Heavy Machinery and make you really invested in them as a tag team and they're a great team. But again, unfortunately they were victimized by a dead crowd after an awesome promo. So their gauntlet match victory between the teams of the B team, The Ascension, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins fell flat. Next up it was Elias versus Dean Ambrose in which Elias gain the victory after some interference from the team of Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. Again, a reluctant Ambrose responds to the help of his brothers by going up the rampway, a nod to the Shield's entrance. He's still emotionally struggling with this situation, doesn't know what to do, only to have Lashley, McIntyre, and Corbin surround the ring the way the shield used to, which allows Dean to realize that he needs to help his brothers. He comes back down through the crowd and into the ring. The shield members dispatch of the random heel team. After some delay and some tension and some emotional struggle continuing, Dean Ambrose completes the fist bump and the shield are back together. And this Sunday at Fastlane, it will be the shield versus McIntyre, Lashley, and Corbin. Thus, that's what I meant earlier when I said we did see a culmination and a purpose for this team going into Fastlane, but it doesn't take away 
from how stupid and boring the team is as a whole. Now, I'm going to pause here for a second and talk about this whole S.H.I.E.L.D. situation. Clearly, they're doing this because Roman Reigns is back, and it makes the most sense for Roman Reigns to be involved with the S.H.I.E.L.D. right now, other than to be involved in singles competition. However, poor Dean Ambrose didn't even get to follow through with his heel turn. Instead of going with the emotionally charged character who turns on his brother Seth Rollins because his brother Roman Reigns announces that he has been turned away and had his life turned upside down by a leukemia diagnosis, WWE had him do the stupid germaphobe stuff. They had him do the stupid everyone is morally corrupt thing. He didn't really have a direction for his heel character and was truly the victim of bad booking. So instead of getting a logical match that could have happened had that narrative continued at WrestleMania between Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose, we get another S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion that just feels like an afterthought to me here. It will never not be cool to have the S.H.I.E.L.D. together, but I'm really, really nervous as to what happens for Roman and Dean going forward at WrestleMania. One half of the challengers for the women's Tag Team Championships, Tamina, defeated one half of the women's Tag Team Champions, Sasha Banks, after interference from Nia Jax, making the challengers look credible heading into their match this Sunday. This was an okay match. I'm not excited to see these two teams go at it. I'm looking more forward to when the women's Tag Team Champions can go over to SmackDown or to NXT for a more credible team, in my opinion. But we'll have to wait and see whether or not these four ladies can manage to put on a decent match or not. I'm always going to be into Sasha and Bailey, just so not in to Nia and to me. Michael Chi and Carlin Joust of SNL are going to be guests at WrestleMania. The comedians run afoul of Braun Strowman, and this continued the fact that WWE allowed the crowd to know this isn't real after being asked by the comedian, is it even real? Because through an entire ad break, Strowman had his hands around the comedian's neck, which he didn't even sell after being put down. This kind of thing is so irritating and just continues to prove that it doesn't matter to WWE about consistency in terms of what kind of entertainment it wants to be. Overall Tag Team Champions, The Revival, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, defeated the team of Aleister Black and Ricochet via disqualification. This was an okay match, but again, as entertaining as Aleister Black and Ricochet are as a team, they really should be singles wrestlers right now. And the only reason they're a team is clearly because they are taking the place of the DIY Tag Team as Tommaso Ciampa is currently injured and they're trying not to utilize him as much as they would have done otherwise. So hopefully this will turn into a good feud. All four men are incredibly talented, but again, it just feels like WWE has a secondary plan here because their first plan did not come to fruition and it just makes it hard for you to get invested in it as a fan. Now to your main narrative throughout the night. 
Stephanie McMahon responds to Raw Women's Champion Rowdy Ronda Rousey laying down the Raw Women's Championship last week by announcing that the Raw Women's title has been vacated and at Fastlane there will be a match to determine the new Raw Women's Champion between Charlotte Flair and the returning from suspension, the man Becky Lynch. When Becky Lynch is coming to the ring to sign a hold harmless agreement from WWE saying that Becky cannot sue WWE should any further bodily harm happen to her injured knee or any other part of her body, Ronda Rousey returns and says, what are you doing, Steph? I wanted you to include Becky, not exclude me. I didn't surrender anything. Now give me my title back. Stephanie says, here you go, champ. But I still have to do business here. So this Sunday at Fastlane, Becky Lynch will face Charlotte Flair. If Becky Lynch wins, she is reinstated into the Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. And it's going to be a triple threat match. The man, Becky Lynch, versus the queen, Charlotte Flair, versus the baddest woman on the planet, Rowdy Ronda Rousey, for the Raw Women's Championship. At this point, Ronda Rousey has had enough and says, You know what, Steph? What are you going to do? Admit that you lost control of me and that you care more about your almighty dollar than you do the welfare of Becky and Charlotte? No. I make you too much money for you to fire me and you know it. I'm tired of playing games with you and I'm tired of pleasing these fans. I tried everything I could do to respect this business and what did you do? You cheered for Becky and booed me out of a Staples Center in my hometown. No, enough is enough. Damn the man, screw the woo, and no more Mrs. Nice Bitch. And Rhonda then proceeds to attack Becky Lynch viciously. I mean, just no remorse whatsoever. And really makes it look like she has torn Becky's arm to shreds. Thus breaking the fourth wall and admitting that in real life, Ronda Rousey could seriously injure any woman that she steps into a WWE ring with. In the opposite of earlier with Triple H and Batista, this segment was something I really enjoyed. Not just because Becky Lynch is my favorite female superstar of all time, but because of the fact that this is the rowdy Ronda Rousey that we should have been presented with as WWE fans from the beginning. Ronda Rousey should have been the female Brock Lesnar, and it should be a challenge and an unbelievable task for anyone to beat her, just like it is in NXT with her UFC 4 horsewoman tag team partner, Shayna Baszler, the NXT Women's Champion. So I really love how this segment went down. But what I mean in the beginning about what I say about WWE continuing to be the victim of its own booking and not really knowing what to do with itself is this. Let's remind ourselves what has happened in the last five weeks in the Raw Women's Championship storyline. First, Becky Lynch wins the Women's Royal Rumble match on one leg. Then... She is suspended by Vince McMahon, replaced by Charlotte Flair with no real explanation. And Triple H and Stephanie aren't 
happy with the suspension by Vince McMahon. Only to have Stephanie McMahon, because of the actions of Ronda Rousey, and the fact that Ronda Rousey has an attitude, then suddenly sympathize with her father and say, you know, actually, my father was right. You and Becky are cut from the same cloth. You both have an attitude problem. To Becky Lynch being unsuspended because Ronda Rousey disrespects the Raw Women's Championship by laying it down. To then having Stephanie having to be sympathetic the same night to Becky Lynch because Ronda Rousey beats up Becky Lynch after a whole heartless agreement was signed. This is just so not what this feud should have been. This was a simple blood feud between the man and the baddest woman on the planet. The man got so organically over, not just with people like me who have been a fan of her since the moment she walked into an NXT ring, but with the entire crowd to the point where she was transcending the business just by being herself, being compared rightly so to one stone called Steve Austin, to being the victim of a wrestling soap opera and having to remind fans how badass she is by taking the Twitter and now having the Twitter situation having to be brought in real life and out of nowhere, he'll turn from Ronda Rousey. Although, as I say, the heel turn from Ronda is what should have happened. It should just be because of the fact that Becky Lynch is clearly the favorite superstar over her. And I've said it all along, and I'll say it again, Charlotte Flair does not need to be in this feud. Yes, Charlotte Flair is one of the greatest female performers of all time. And therefore, yes, she deserves to be a major player at WrestleMania. However, she should be Asuka's opponent for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. There does not need to be her presence in this feud. The only reason WWE is doing this is because they think it will be a slightly better wrestling match by inserting Charlotte in it, which is fair enough, but it's caused something that was so organically over and just so right itself in the feud between Becky and Ronda to turn into something overly convoluted. So despite the fact that I really like the result of his over-convolution and I really enjoyed what happened with Triple H, even though it kind of diminished what the rest of the show was, everything else on Raw just felt very forced and very, why should I care? And made this a very uneven and very poorly executed episode. So while it had a very strong ending and a very strong narrative of the women throughout, I have to give this Raw a right down the middle rating. Could have been a lot better, but just continues to prove that Monday Night Raw, unlike SmackDown Live, just never seems to know what kind of a show it wants to be. That's going to do it for today's episode. As always, you can get in touch with the show by emailing us at inringrealitypodcast at gmail.com, via Instagram at inringrealitypodcast, or via our new Twitter after complications with the last one that I covered in the last episode. Twitter has yet to reinstate the original Twitter. If it does, I will of course change it back and let you know. But for now, for those of you that like to use Twitter to get in touch and provide your feedback, you can do so at 
IRRPod. Again, that's at IRRPod on Twitter. Please be sure to leave me a five-star review on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, even if you don't use them as your preferred listening platform, as it really does help spread the word about this program and get it heard by more people. Thank you, as always, for your support and for tuning in. And as always, this has been your Razman's Reality Check.